the more you're able to pull the data into a single place and use that to trigger all of your marketing efforts, the more successful you'll be. DigitalMarketingRadio.com The Big Interview with David Bain How much website traffic is enough? What's an appropriate conversion rate from website visits to leads? And what is gated content? Those are just three of the questions that I intend to ask today's special guest, Kevin Creason. Kevin, welcome to DMR. Thanks, David. Well, Kevin founded BizNet in 1994 to realize his passion for the internet marketing and business industries. And BizNet is one of the most successful and enduring web development and internet marketing companies in Michigan. So, Kevin, happy 20-year anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. It's been quite a journey. There's n- never been a dull moment, huh? I'm sure it has been. You know, that's, 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 that's extremely impressive, 20 years, because that's obviously the year that... Um, I think that was the year that eBay was founded, wasn't it? Certainly, or perhaps um, Yahoo!, you know, it's hard. It's hard for me to. I would tell you, my memory's a little fuzzy. <laughs> but I will. But I will tell you this: in the beginning, uh, when we first started, uh, America Online was the most popular, you know, tool for connecting uh, folks together. And it was really a BBS at that point. And 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 America Online didn't add web access until 1995. Mm. So we were we were ahead of AOL. <laughs> wow. I, I mean, I think I was first on the web in 1999, actually. And okay. um, <laughs> so, um, but but I started my first business in the year 2000. Um, so that, that was still fairly early on um, compared with most people, but uh, a long way behind you. <laughs> yeah, we, I, I often open uh, presentations with, uh, you know, back when Al Gore and I invented the internet and I usually get a bunch of chuckles. So <laughs> it's always fun. <laughs> Well, I tell you what, I, mean, I really want to talk to you about the marketing automation health check service that you launched recently, um, because um, that seems like really cutting edge in terms of topic that you're covering there. Um, so first of all, how would you define marketing automation? And secondly, what's really included in this health check that you've got? Uh, so it's funny that you say, you know, uh, really cutting edge, because when you live in my world, it's not cutting edge anymore. There's nothing cutting edge. You can't, you know, it's it, marketing automation is, is three years old um, in my world. Now, granted, the people I'm talking to about it are still asking me, what's that? Hmm. So it, it's, it, it, you know, to the rest of the world, it is, it's cutting edge. But how do you know <laughs> where you are in the, in, the, in, in the scheme of things, right? Because we all have these blinders on. We, we know the world that we're in. Um, and so I do find myself in a lot of cases translating and, and, and answering that question. Uh, I, I'm generally talking to two different groups of people. There are people who know what marketing automation is, and if they know what it is, they're doing it already. And then there's everybody else. Um, and, and I think everybody probably has a good, at least in the digital marketing space, people have a good idea of what marketing automation is, but they haven't necessarily um, heard it clearly defined for them. And, and really simply, um, you know, it, it's, it's software driven. Uh, basically, it, it's using uh, people, processes, and technology to create a, uh, a holistic ecosystem where all of your marketing activity is monitored and with the data, you're able to uh, personalize the user experience. Um, 
One definition is delivering the, the right message to the right prospect at exactly the right time. Really intelligent marketing. It's, it's often easiest to describe marketing automation by the takeaways, what you get by, by implementing uh, these systems. And ultimately, what you get by implementing this is a uh, very measurable marketing ROI, which, you know, as a marketer, we're always asked to prove, you know, prove the, prove our, prove our value, right? What, what, why, why should you hire us? What, what, what do you know that we don't, et cetera? What marketing works? You know, there's a, there's an old adage um, that, that we say around here that dates back over 100 years, and that's that, you know, the problem is 50% of my advertising is wasted. The problem is I don't know which 50%. Mm. And, and I would argue that marketing automation solves that problem. And, it, and it's, it's through data, uh, a collection of data, and, and listening to that data, analyzing that data, and adjusting your campaign on the fly uh, on an individualized basis. Um, so that the message and the timing matches the prospect or the repeat customer's needs um, and position in the buying cycle. How does that sound? It sounds interesting. Um, it's 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 challenging to come up with um, uh, a soundbite, as it were, to define something like marketing automation because it does involve so much. Um, there are or there were so many different pieces of software. Um, that um, provided um, the, the functionality that, that one marketing automation tool does. Um, do, you, do you think that uh, for marketing automation, it's essential to just use the one bit of software? Because th there's a few different services out there that, that, that offer an awful lot, you know, from building your own lead pages, your own um, optimized pages um, to um, the whole email marketing to uh, assigning lead scores. Um, is it important to use just the one piece of software for that? Or is it still feasible um, to use multiple bits of software and, and, and put together a fairly effective uh, marketing automation campaign? Let me step back a little bit and say there are hundreds of software tools that uh, can be called marketing automation. And the challenge is to find the right mix of functionality for the specific application. You know, every business has different needs. You know, if you're a, if you're a direct consumer, business, a B2C e-commerce website, you have different technology needs than if you are a business-to-business -business company that is using the Internet um, to attract leads, you know, and you have a longer sales cycle. Um, so there's there's all different things that that the, the ideal um, I guess way to approach it is to have a to to have a software platform that does all of the things that you need to do connected so that the data pool because it's really about the data right if, if the more you're able to pull the data into a single place and use that to trigger all of your marketing efforts, the more successful you'll be. So does a business have to be a certain size to be able to use marketing automation tools effectively? Or can any startup take advantage of these tools? Well, the barrier of entry is low enough that nearly anybody can use marketing automation. Um, the challenge really is, is in um, human resources. Uh, you know, it takes a lot of work, and, and if a small business has the, the talent for it, they can easily implement it themselves. 
Um, however, you know, it takes uh, a certain uh, mindset, uh, uh, a certain understanding of, of the sales to marketing or marketing to sales uh, process and um, a dedication to content development. The, the greatest challenge, I think, and you, you may agree with me or not, is uh, it, with online marketing today is development of content. Mm. It's a continuous need, right? And, and an organization has to be able to produce uh, a, a plethora of different types of content um, you know, for, for different stages of uh, the purchase uh, funnel or cycle, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, for different types of prospects, you know, depending on where they're, where how they're coming to know an organization. Yes, no, but I think one of the biggest content challenges that um, a lot of businesses face, um, probably unwittingly, is that um, they put the function of content production um, to some kind of low person in the business, uh, <laughs> and, yes, and, and, yes. and they don't view it as, as, as that significant or that worthwhile. It's just something that's got to be done, throw it up there, and we'll do the real business stuff of, of selling things. Oh, I know, and it looks awful. Mm. <laughs> I mean, attitudes will change over time, but um, I, I guess digital has moved on so much over the last few years, and we can be thankful that um, uh, businesses are starting to embrace elements of effective digital marketing they're they're waking up to the fact that you certainly need a decent responsive website that that looks nice on on tablet devices and 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 mobile phones most of the time um so so things have moved on a bit but um not quite as far as we'd like them to be (laughs) well you you know i think you and i david are are intentionally at the forefront Mm. and 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 helping and 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 you know using our expertise to guide our clients and i think you're right i think we're that, that content is still lagging where it needs to be and hopefully we can have to drive that needle up uh, but ultimately uh, it's our clients that benefit right because they're the ones that know they have they have to do it right absolutely um so one of the things one of the elements that um are really is really important to get right and that marketing automation really helps with is increasing conversion rates from website visitors um, to leads. Um, Would would you say that there is an appropriate uh, target conversion rate that businesses need to be looking at or is it really different for every business and also depending on the questions being asked as part of that leads capturing process? Well, you know, some some businesses attract one new customer a year, right? Other, Other businesses attract hundreds a day. And so to say that there's a specific number um, that you should target would, 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 would not take that into account. Um, so I, I do believe it definitely has to do with the business. Uh, I think that every business wants to attract and, um, and, tr- and, and treat every opportunity seriously. And they, they don't want to miss those opportunities. And marketing automation allows you to capture what maybe would have been a lost opportunity otherwise, I think, and nurture that relationship long before there's ever any uh, human interaction. Right. Okay. That, that That's a good tip there in terms of selling marketing automation. Marketing automation really, um, I guess, defines um, where that lead is in the process of likelihood um, to become a customer, and it can quite closely define according to 
um, perhaps when they signed up or what information they requested when they signed up um, as to the likelihood of that 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 lead becoming a customer over the next few weeks or over the next few months it it definitely tells you where a prospect is in the in the purchase process you know it, it by looking at how a prospect engages with your content and how they navigate you learn a lot you learn what's interesting to them uh, if you're if you're looking at how long they they spend, you know how much time they spend in a specific uh, spot of the website. Um, you look at which content uh, they they download or come back to. You look at which email messages re-engage them. You learn a lot, um, and because you're learning from their actions, it's 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 at their pace, not yours. And I think you know when you think about how. Um, if, if you had a crystal ball, and I, I like to use this analogy when I'm talking about marketing automation, if, if you had a crystal ball and you knew where what your prospect was thinking, you knew uh, what their pain points were, you knew what uh, what solutions they were interested in that you offered, and you knew what information was relevant at that particular moment, and you could deliver it. It's, there's a really good chance that you're going to turn that prospect into a customer. And I think that's what marketing automation does very well. And one of the questions that you also ask as part of your marketing automation health check service is, do you offer gated content on your website? So obviously by that you mean content that's that's behind uh, a name and an email address required to actually receive it. Um, it is offering content like that it's very important in terms of increasing the percentage of website visits to becoming leads. Well, so I think there's uh, to answer your question about gated content. I, th- I think gated content is absolutely uh, a requirement um, in in the process. It's not necessarily the initial requirement. Okay, so if you think about the sales funnel uh, in in different phases and, and the fun- the phases that I usually use, and we we have different names for the for them but uh, you know the top of the funnel is awareness and then for me that the next um, the next phase is engagement uh, and then consideration and 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 everybody has a, a little bit different way of, of describing these but they kind of all mean the same thing so at the awareness level you know that's really uh, that's not necessarily gated content at all all right that is you got to attract them right and that's where you know getting some organic SEO value from your content really helps so we're using things like uh, pay-per-click or, or sponsored content to to drive that awareness and drive those visitors to your website um, and you can start learning from them right away even if they haven't um, actually downloaded get you know requested gated content and like you described gated content um, the, uh, the way I describe it is Gated content is an exchange. Like I'm going to give you something of value, but I'm going to ask you to give me your email address in exchange for that. And you know, a few years ago, I think that uh, people were a little bit more suspect. You know, I'm not going to give you my email address. You're going to spam me. Well, as it's become more common practice, and as the organizations that use this technique. Uh, uh, to to learn more about their prospects and 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 as the prospect starts to receive value from that activity, it's become much more valuable to the organization. So I think without gated content, um, you really aren't able to. Uh, you're not getting enough trust from that prospect, right? They have to. I, I often say to uh, to clients that in order to get a sale, you have to first have a need, then you have to have awareness that there's a solution that exists, and then you have to build trust. Because if there's no trust, 
why would they choose you, right? So um, I think gated content is an example of um, giving some some value, but also gaining some some trust. And um, those email addresses that we collect um, through that process are added to that profile that we're creating about that prospect, and they help us to further engage them and also uh, watch their uh, actions more closely. So when they interact with us via um, uh, email or, or, or even the website, and, and, and um, in general, marketing automation platforms will allow you to connect the data between those two. So, for example, the website traffic and the email opens and click-throughs um, historically were stored separately. And in doing so, you, 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 were, you were missing a lot of value. Well, with, a, uh, with most of the marketing automation technology, in fact, all of it that I've used, those two pieces of data are connected and you're able to um, grow your data you know, much uh, more, more rapidly. Much, you, you get a lot more information um, and you can respond to your prospects' needs at a much more in, in a much more value-oriented way. You can provide them with a lot better uh, response because you are able to see what really matters to them. Well, uh, the second section um, of our discussion moves on to your thoughts on uh, digital marketing today. But um, just before we move on to that, um, if our listeners would like to find out more about your marketing automation health check service, where's the best place to go for that? So yeah, thanks, David. The, the marketing automation health check is a, is a free tool, um, and and it's intentionally that way. And it and I think it it helps an organization very easily um, evaluate how how ready they are to implement marketing automation technology. Um, and you can find it on our website, which is biznetis.net forward slash marketing automation health check. Okay, well let's move on to software I couldn't live without. What software do you currently use in your business that if someone took away from you, it would significantly impact the success of your business? So this is going to sound self-serving, but I'm telling you it's not. <laughs> we, we use marketing automation software, and if you took it away, I would, I would be very unhappy. Uh, the, the amount of value and data that I'm able to get and what I'm able to do with that software and that information is so valuable to our organization from a uh, from a prospecting uh, perspective, from a sales forecasting perspective. Um, I'm telling you, it's 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 you'd be taking you'd be taking away my glasses. <laughs> so so does the marketing automation software that you would actually recommend differ according to the type of business that you're reviewing? It does. It does. There are we we work with several different tools. We're 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 mostly software agnostic. There are obviously some tools that we know better than others, just because we haven't had as much exposure to all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there are platforms out there that really cater to uh, specific types of businesses. Um, for example, uh, one of our uh, one of the software platforms we use is from a company called SharpSpring, and SharpSpring has a tool that can very easily be laid on top of an existing website, for example, a, a WordPress website. So you don't have to, it, it's very easy to apply to somebody who already has a web presence and is already doing some things. Where um, another tool that we use is, um, it's more foundational. Uh, we use a platform called Kentico, and Kentico is a whole system. It's an it's a enterprise content management system first, and then it has marketing automation functionality built on top of it. Now, there are some advantages to a tool like that, 
because, um, for example, in Kentico, we can we can hold we can completely customize and personalize the user experience, right? Because it's at the content management level, and it's not to say that we can't do some of that um, with a tool that sits on top of your existing website, but it's 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 more restricted. Uh, some marketing automation platforms are better suited for e-commerce businesses. You know, for example, uh, Infusionsoft is a, a tool, not a new tool at all. They've mm. been around for a while. But I think one of their unique value propositions is that they provide a holistic solution that includes e-commerce as well as marketing automation and, and uh, customer relationship management. So, you know, and they kind of have a small business angle too. So. I think there are different solutions that are better suited for different types of businesses, absolutely. And what software don't you use, but you've heard good things about, and that you intend to possibly try at some point in the near future? So I just found out about, an, uh, this, and this is, a, a, it's an add-on to, it's a, it's a new feature that's just come out for SharpSpring, um, and I, I'm fascinated by what they're able to do, but it's a call tracking call tracking platform that's integrated with marketing automation and what it allows you to do is generate a unique dynamic phone number which would be displayed on your website for every campaign and and visitor hmm. so you want to be a lot of the problems with web tracking today are the disconnect between our digital marketing and then the person who picks up the phone and calls right hmm. and so if we can connect those um, by generating a dynamic, a unique number for every individual that allows us to see exactly which campaign drove that call and, by the way, if they're already in our system, which visitor is making that call, we can be much more intelligent when we answer the phone and respond also. I'm amazed there's enough telephone numbers for that. <laughs> you know, it, I am too. <laughs> <laughs> have to add a, another couple of di- digits to telephone numbers in the future. Maybe. Who knows what's next, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I wish I would have. So I'd like you to look back on the very first day that you were involved in trying to market a business online. What didn't you do so well? What what do you wish that you would have done differently? (laughs) So, you know, it's funny because I've been in this industry for 20 years. And and 20 years ago, internet marketing wasn't really a concept. You know, it was was more of a a technology vehicle. Um, And I'll tell you, one of the things that I still kick myself for today was not purchasing domain names when I could. Mm. You know, I know that sounds silly, right? It sounds so ordinary, but 20 years ago, there were so many domain names available. Just just great, great domain names. And my naivety, my ignorance, whatever you want to call it, really, I missed so many of them. Uh, It's, you know, and then if I was going to add to that and say something a little bit more modern, I wish I would have started collecting more data sooner. You know, uh, look, if I, I wish I would have appreciated all the data that's there right more sooner than, than I did. Um, you know, every every web visit is a is a record in a in a in a web server log, right? Mm. <laughs> so if we were if I were more intelligent, I would have been more careful about asking for the right data and, and grouping the right data and profiling it. I, you know, I'd, I'd be retired already. <laughs> <laughs> so by data, do you mean just names and email addresses or, or something else there as well? Well, I mean all of the data that, that describes um, a specific 
prospect. Okay. Mm. Um, so from, I mean, sure, name and email address are important. But if you combine that with you know geographic data and website traffic data, where they're going, what they're doing, um, you start to profile. You start to compare that against external big data sources. You know, it, when you marry big data and little data, that's where you really start to be able to um, very uh, carefully and specifically personalize the experience for your visitor. And the more you personalize it the more they recognize that you understand their specific needs and are able to solve their specific problems. Best advice I've ever received. What is the best piece of digital marketing advice that you've ever received? So uh, about six or seven years ago, and I was still, you know, I, I, had, I, I was really pretty good on the SEO side, um, but from more of a, more of a keyword and and site optimization perspective. Mm -hmm. And uh, a friend of mine introduced me to uh, a book by David Meerman Scott called The New Rules of Marketing and PR. Right. And I think that was the first um, open, the, 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 some of the best advice I ever received. Um, also, uh, an introduction to Permission Marketing by Seth Godin. I think reading those two books was probably pivotal in, in shaping the future of our organization. And do you think that it's still worthwhile now for people to read those books? Absolutely. Please read those books. In fact, in fact, truthfully, I buy those books for prospects occasionally and wow. give them to them because I know they need to hear it. Wow. Um, okay, well, I'll tell you what, let's move on to... The this or that round. So this is the quick response round. Ten quick questions. Try not to think about the answer too much. I'm just looking for your gut reaction. Okay. <laughs> email or Twitter? Uh, email. Audio or video? Video. Affiliates or display advertising? Oh, it depends on the customer. It depends on the, it depends on the product too. It really does pass and uh, I might ask you again at the end. <laughs> okay. Facebook or Google Plus? Oh boy. Google Plus. Online press releases or one-on-one -on -one relations? Not sure what you mean by one-to-one -one relations, but I'm going to pick that. Okay. Um, paid search or SEO? Both. Always both. Email paper, per But I'll say pay-per-click because it's guaranteed. Okay. Okay. That's interesting. Email contact form or telephone number? Email. Website or app? Uh, still website. Social subscriber or email subscriber? Email subscriber. And local marketing or global marketing? Depends on your product. It really, it really depends on your target market. If, if you are a global company, then global. If you're a local company, then local. And is that the same with affiliates or display advertising? It, it really is. So when it comes down to, I love display. I really do, especially retargeting because I get so many comments. Oh, I saw your ad. Oh, I saw your ad. But affiliate is a is direct response. So if you're doing, if you have a direct response product where you're, you're, you're trying to sell something today and it might be your only chance to get an affiliate is the way to go. Okay. Great stuff. Okay, well, let's move straight on to... The $10,000 question. So if I was to give you $10,000 and you had to spend it over the next few days on a single digital marketing activity, what would you spend it on and how would you measure success? I would 
uh, I would use a portion of it to create content, uh, good content. Yeah, so you know, there's there's plenty of ways to get content created. Uh, we work with uh, so many writers, um, subject matter experts, but also freelancers um, to develop because that you need so much content. But then I would use another portion of it, frankly, and, and it obviously depends on what business I'm growing. But if I was using it to promote my business, I would use it uh, uh, on LinkedIn. I would sponsor content on LinkedIn. Okay. Um, any particular type of content? Are you talking about largely written format, or would you incorporate video, um, images, or anything else? I, I like to mix it up. I, I think that you know you're you know you got all different types of audiences, right? Um, so I would video is great, audio is great, um, uh, infographics are great, um, case studies are great. Um, you know, so there's there's all kinds of different. Types. I would mix it up, and and frankly, there are different types of content for different places in the funnel too. So, but um, I would mix it up, and and as far as measuring it, um, you know, certainly I would look at um, at, at several different um, data points. I would look at views. Um, I would look at click-throughs. I would be really curious to see how many people visited. Uh, you know, for example, my website. If that's what I was using to promote here, uh, if I were uh, I would look at leads, and by leads it would be unique visitors that I have some profile data collected on. Um, over time, I would look at lead scores, uh, certainly which can, you know campaign activity stuff like that, return engagements. I could go on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm sure that you add um, a lot more um, in the video that uh, we're embedding inside uh, the magazine as well. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Uh, we just I, we did a uh, a seminar. Um, just a, a couple of months ago, and we uh, to a, to a full house, and there's a, a short video that we pulled out some of the the better sound bites from that um, that I'll be sharing with you uh, after this uh, chat. Yes, no, lovely. We'll oh, uh, embed that underneath this section of the magazine. Um, but let's just move on to my number one takeaway. So um, you've offered a lot of great advice in our conversation, but what's the number one takeaway? What's the single most important step that our listeners need to take away and implement in their own businesses? Honestly, I would say don't wait to start using some kind of marketing automation technology, even if all you can do with it today is um, replace your basic email campaign stuff. Um, Because the sooner you do, the sooner you start to build that data and the more data you have the more intelligently you can talk to your prospect and the higher your conversion rates will be and it's not expensive okay so stop shooting in the dark and get intelligent about what you're doing absolutely well wonderful that takes us to the end of our discussion today um kevin thank you so much for your time your focus and your willingness to give back absolutely my pleasure well what's the best way for our audience to find out more about um you and what you do uh, our website is probably, or LinkedIn, uh, either is fine. Our website is uh, is a great place to learn more about what we're up to and, and also uh, learn more about the health check. And uh, I would encourage anybody just to uh, give the health check a, a, a try. It's absolutely free, and uh, the data that comes back from it will really give you a, a good uh, idea of how ready you are to embrace marketing automation. Lovely. And your website again? Uh, biznetis.net that's b-i-z-n-e-t-i-s dot net great stuff well thanks again thank you David hey thanks so much for joining us today on Digital Marketing Radio remember you can get every interview before it's published as a podcast 
delivered as a weekly digital magazine automatically to your tablet or smartphone. And that's for Apple or Android. Just go to digitalmarketingradio.com for links to where you can subscribe and join the rest of the Digital Marketing Radio posse. Catch you again soon. Digital Marketing Radio, Digital Marketing Radio, Digital Marketing Radio, that yeah.